So let's start off with this big collab post. Um, so this was for the Kurt Geiger campaign, yeah. for the people empowerment campaign. And they like focus on one person every month that's done community work. They wanted me to be part of it. But because I was a fashion designer, they were like, oh, bring your clothes as well with it. So they came to Sheffield and interviewed my community and things. And I'm wearing my jacket from my MA collection, but it didn't make it in. And it's a green nylon jacket with a traditional Arabic scarf. And on the back of the jacket, I actually had like my community's answers like printed on the back of it. Because I asked them, what are you fighting for? Okay. And it had like all their handwriting on the back of it. Nice. Um, so that was cool. How did you get the handwriting on there? Was it literally them writing onto the fabric or did you embroider the shapes or were you just taking the text and putting that on there? So I made the posters for a charity event we organised and then they wrote on the posters. Right. And then I just scanned all the posters and then I digitally printed it onto nylon. Nice. Um, Tell us about the bag. The bag's Kurt Geiger, Kurt bag, Geiger right? bag. Um So for the campaign, we paired each jacket that I had with a bag that they had. And Based yeah, on the colours, what you thought went with what kind of thing? Is that how you chose which item went with what fit? Yeah, basically. So I had like some black and orange looks and then they like... They had a new collection full of orange bags, so it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my friends actually modelled those looks as well, so that was cool that I got to like bring them too. And Kurt Geiger is, I mean, I don't know too much about Kurt Geiger, but sh shoes and bags, is it? Predominantly? Yeah, it's a shoe brand. It's actually British, because I thought it was German. Sounds it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Geiger sounds very German. Yeah, but they're a British shoe brand. Um, <clears throat> there's a strong message behind the campaign. Yeah. And they still used my fashion with it. So, like, they really understood, like, my brand values. And and these pictures actually went on billboards in Dubai and they didn't oh, tell sick. me. It was, like, a surprise at the end. So I literally thought it was just for Instagram. Mad. So that was cool. Well, I've got, like, the most low-res copy of it downloaded from the Kurt Geiger website. I think it yeah. was upscaled from a thumbnail. But if it was going on billboards, it must have been some photo shoot. It must have been... It was... Crazy. Did, I've never done anything like that before. Did you have anyone send you pics over from Dubai, like, you know? Yeah, people actually did. Actually, so this family from my community in Sheffield, they went on holiday to Dubai that week, and I didn't know the billboards were going to be there. And then they messaged me like, we've just seen you on a billboard in Dubai. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not me. And then it turns out it was. Mad. Yeah, but it's crazy that someone from Sheffield saw it in yeah, Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Mad. Yeah, full circle. So you've not made it onto any of Sheffield's billboards yet? No, I need to Next make year, that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it says Kazna for Kindness on the front. Is that something that they came up with? Is that something that is that a, a, a tagline that you, you yourself have used? So for the People Empowerment campaign, they have 10 values, the Kurt Geiger um, charity. Yeah. And they asked me, like, what value really resonated with me the most? And I picked Kindness. And then we actually did some films where they came to the youth club in Sheffield and they filmed like all the kind people and everything kind, I guess. And then it just turns out my name begins with a K as well. So yeah, it worked. It alliteration, nice. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's just jumped out at me is that ring. Is it a bird's head? Or am I misreading yeah. that? Very sick. Tell us about <laughs> that. Is that yours? Model Zone or did they provide that? No, they provided all the jewellery, all the rings, everything. Very nice. Yeah. Could have slipped that one in your back pocket. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Let's move on to this one. Tell us a little bit about who you're with, where you're at, what you're wearing. So this was Eid Day in 2021. Um, like two-ish years ago. Yeah. It was the Eid, like, straight after, you know, Ramadan. So, okay. like, it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then these are my sisters. And we knew, like, we wanted to wear, like, something cultural. But, like... I don't know, we wanted like colours and I had all these fabrics and I think I just finished my MA so I was really bored, like still trying to figure out the next steps. So I was like, you know what, let me make abayas for us, for us all. Yeah, so I had all these woven fabrics that are like from Middle Eastern sofas and then I combined it with like cottons that I had anyway. I feel like that was the first time I actually used the traditional fabrics and now yeah. I use them all the time. Amazing. But like this was like the first... These like prototypes towards what you're doing now. Yeah. For those people who don't know, me included, an abaya is a traditional dress wrap. What would, how would you describe it? Um, I'd say maybe a traditional dress. Yeah. It's kind of like an outerwear garment okay. that they wear in the Middle East. And it's usually out of thin, like thin fabrics, usually like a chiffon or organza because it's hot over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then these were like more thicker ones. I guess these are more inspired by Moroccan kaftans actually. Okay. So it's way more thicker, um, way more structure. And the only goal of an abaya really is just to cover the body. Yeah. So like they're always long sleeved, floor length and very loose fitting. And yeah. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about you using thicker or more weatherproof fabrics to uh, in the place of where chiffons and silks and lighter fabrics might have been and how that maybe reflects the terrible weather that we've got yeah. over here. But yeah, I don't know if I knew that you'd made all those clothes. I just th thought I picked it out because you all look great. But um, Oh, really? Yeah, now I was sewing <laughs> in my bedroom. It must feel, I mean, we're going to talk about this more as well, but it must feel incredible to be able to put your ideas that are in your head into practice. They're not just sketches, they're actual physical garments. Does that give you a buzz to take them from concept to like a real life thing? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the process, I enjoy it a lot. And the outcome and seeing my sisters wear it, I feel like that's like an adrenaline rush. But then sometimes you have a concept and you feel like you don't have the skill to like deliver. Do you feel like your skills are still developing? Like every project you do, you're developing a new technical aspect that opens your mind up to a new possibility thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm always learning, I feel like. And... Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like addicted to that learning process. Right. Because like I could technically get a seamstress to help me, mm. but like I just want to push myself so I can learn more and then develop myself better. You talked about enjoying the process there. Uh, do you get into a kind of, like I, I'm terrible shit with scissors and needles and stuff <laughs> like that, but when I've sewn a button back on, I do enter <laughs> some kind of minute flow state. I don't know. Are you, what what do you get out of the process? Are you enjoying the repetitive motions of sewing? Are you? Does it feel like creativity and a physical movement combined? Like, do do you? Is it meditative? What what do you get from it? I can't explain it. It's like when you have an idea and then you can deliver it. Mm. It's kind yeah. That's so true. Actually, I feel like it is like. Oh, I can't explain it. <laughs> What I get is like in our lives, we're so usually so distracted by news, media, 
people, fast-moving pace, but when you take time to do something that's really focused, like making something, you know, it's got a beginning and an end and you work through that. I don't know, it gives me a special, like, rewarding feeling, I think. I get a deep endorphin dump rather than just a, this kind of endorphin rush you get from a, yeah. someone liking your picture on Instagram or something like yeah, that. Yeah, facts. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of like the long-term rewards that you get from yeah, it. Yeah, delayed gratification. Yeah, kind of definitely. Thing. Nice. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll touch on process a little bit more later. So where are we at here? You've got a sign, you've got a placard. Um, looks like another terrible day out <laughs> in England, pissing down with rain. Oh, it did. It rained the whole day that day. I actually remember it. Um, this was a Palestine protest in London. Um, Not the one from the Saturday just gone, a few years previous to that, right? Yeah, I think this was 20... 20 I think 2021 yeah when I first moved to London for mm. my master's um and I remember I was so behind on my project in uni and my tutors were on my back and they were like where are you going and I was like oh I'm just gonna go to a protest like I refused to not miss this protest okay <laughs> and I feel like yeah I was like the project can wait um but yeah I remember and I feel like I've been protesting for Palestine for a long time. I went to my first protest when I was like 10, Yeah, I think. It's always been like the forefront of my household, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm from Yemen, so like, I feel like it's always been part of like the Arab struggle to fight for Palestine. Um, so yeah, I feel like this was very natural to me. And I went with my friends and my sisters and it rained the whole day. But I'm wearing my t-shirt of like the Muslim women with the earths on. Um, the earthly minds of Muslim women and it's like a family portrait and it's got community embroidery and I'm wearing my tote bag it's like the propaganda print of a hijabi woman as well and I'm wearing a cafe on my head like I am now and I'm wearing another cafe to cover myself from the rain <laughs> so yeah fully representing everything yeah. that you're about yeah when you go to protests and things like that what are your considerations um, obviously you want to kind of represent what you're about with slogans and things like that. Um, are face coverings to kind of um, give yourself the anonymity in a crowd, is that something that you consider when you're dressing for a, something like that? Definitely. I feel like recently I've been covering my face at protests yeah. because especially with social media, mm. you never know. And I feel like that's kind of encouraged. This one I'm wearing a face mask. This was like peak COVID as well. Yeah, okay. It was such a mad time for face coverings that because, you know, governments all the time where like five ten years ago oh, you can't cover your face no impossible yeah, i know right and then it's like everyone cover your face it's like it's totally flipped it and then in the years since then it's very very normalized now yeah um, and it's politicized a lot as well i think yeah um, definitely still an evolving thing that i don't think it's played itself out but yeah interesting so this one that i picked out is a still from a documentary yeah tell us where you're at in this one and what you're wearing um so this is the jacket i'm wearing now <laughs> very nice uh, it's like a fleece with traditional um woven fabrics so these fabrics are from middle eastern sofas right, and nice. they're kind of like upholstery fabrics so they're super thick thick yeah um and then I usually use them, like I'll either upcycle jackets with them or just pattern cut and sew them from scratch. 
they've kind of became like a staple to me. Oh, and I'm wearing the same kafaya that I was wearing then it's as fair. well. <laughs> it works, why change it? Yeah. And I was in, this is in Sheffield, in the Peace Gardens, and I was on my way to the town hall yep. to fight for teachers yes, and people of colour. Yeah. How does it feel, when you're going to do something like that, where you need to be uh, powerful, you need to be outspoken, you need to be representative of your community, when you're wearing your own clothes to do something like that, do you feel extra, this is me, this is everything like does it give you does it charge you up or you're just wearing it because it was nice and warm no 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 definitely <laughs> I feel like I was actually so shy but I feel like my clothes have such like a deep meaning behind it I know people can really appreciate the um the aesthetic of it but I feel like if you go deeper into my Instagram and things you realize there's a story behind everything yeah so when I do wear it I do feel powerful because I'm, I'm a super shy person and I was panicking before going into the town hall, but you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> it's amazing what clothes can do to you in circumstances like that. You really can like dress for the occasion to empower yourself, I think. And, yeah. Uh, I'd only seen it on Instagram before today and I didn't realise quite how many different fabrics are in it. So you've got the fleece for the warmth and the sleeves top, more of a micro rip stoppy kind of, yeah. a little bit weatherproofy. Keep the rain off the shirt. Is that right? Am I getting yeah, my yeah. wrong? No, no, it's right. Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> and then the logo as well. Um, yeah. The, the earth in, what's it? It's got your name on it. Yeah, it just has my name on it in orange. Nice. Yeah. Super cool logo. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Nice. Tell us a little bit more about the documentary because I think that's worth talking about. It's a 25 minute thing that's up on YouTube. Tell us a bit about that. I got the British Fashion Council New Gen. Yeah. And when you get that, you get to showcase at London Fashion Week for six seasons. But because I got it in like May and London Fashion Week was in September, I was like, I can't make a collection. So um, I'm going to make a film and introduce my community to London Fashion Week. So yeah, my film, I literally just got a camera, me and my sister. We got two cameras and we just went around Sheffield and interviewed all the people that fight for Sheffield every day. So it was like local businesses, yeah. um, the teachers, head teachers, counsellors, community activists, youth clubs, schools. It's a great film. It's full of characters and love and community. And yeah, I think your kind of love and the way that you fit into your community really shines through in it. So go and check it out. Thank you. Nice yeah. one for doing that. Appreciate <laughs> it. My mind is Strangers. Strangers. Oh, I guess almost my strangers.